Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Hey, if you're a returning listener, we appreciate you listening to the program. Thanks for coming back. If you're new to the show today, stick around. We got some great stuff coming from a guest. So here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you build you so you can build others. We do that through our corporate training, our speaking events, and our coaching. And we also do that with a special guest we have here on the podcast. And today I'm excited to have Terry Tucker. Terry has been an NCAA Division I college basketball player, a Citadel cadet, a marketing executive, a hospital administrator, an undercover narcotics investigator, a SWAT team hostage negotiator, a high school basketball coach, there's more, a, a business owner, a motivational speaker. He's now an author and most recently a cancer warrior. He and his wife have lived all over the United States, but they currently reside in Colorado. So welcome to the podcast today, Terry. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. Listen to that. It's kind of like I got to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up, you know? <laughs> you know, if you're like me, my wife asked me, what's next? I said, I don't know, but it's not sitting around doing nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so a guy like you could definitely write books and, and talk about experiences in life because you have plenty of it. So first thing I want to ask you, Terry, something we ask all of our guests here on the podcast, what does leadership and being a leader mean to Terry Tucker? You know, that's a great question. I, I, when I was growing up, you know, I, I was really a an individual who kind of drank from the well of John Wooden, you know, the basketball coach from UCLA. And and I think Coach Wooden's definition of success uh, is, is probably the, the best. It's certainly the best definition I've ever heard. I've never found one that's better. But I look at him as as a true leader, somebody who, you know, had to deal with you know, 18 to 21 year old kids. He was winning national championships, but but let me just give you his definition of success if you've never heard it, and 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 I love it. And it goes like this: success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self satisfaction in knowing that you did the best to become the best that you're capable of becoming. And I look at that definition, and I look at how he led. I mean, a guy like Bill Walton, who, you know, Coach Wooden had a, had a haircut standard, and Walton one day was like, Coach, I'm not going to cut my hair. And here's this all-American basketball player, and Coach Wooden was like, well, that's fine, Bill. That's certainly your prerogative, but I hope you enjoy your time on the bench. You know, so, I mean, I look at that as that's what a leader is. Somebody who, yeah, this is my best player, so I'm going to treat him differently than the rest of the players? Absolutely not. He's part of this team. He's part of what we're trying to build here. And if he doesn't want to be part of it, we'll find somebody else to do it. That is great. And it's it's more for the whole team than it is for an individual. And I love that. You know, I hear so many great quotes, leadership quotes from Coach Wooden that the man must have been an awesome leader. So that that's great. Yeah, he was. I mean, I remember when I was when I was an adult and he'd retired and everything. I ended up writing him a letter. And like two weeks later, he wrote me back and it was like, dear Mr. Tucker. I'm like, Mr. Tucker. I mean, that was my father. You know, you are you are probably one of the greatest coaches of all times. And you courtesy and politeness was an important part of his life. 
That is that is so great, and I I hope to aspire to be courtesy, courteous and polite. Those those two things will take you a long way in life. So that's great. You know, in here application here, and for those that are listening today, if you ever want to be a guest on the podcast, you go to our website buildcs.net, go to the podcast page, and fill out our guest application, and that's how you get on the show. It's basically that easy. We 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 do review the application to make sure you're a fit, but other than that, it's pretty easy. So. One of the things you have here in the application is your four truths. I want to talk about the first one here. Control your mind or it will control you. I think that's very important. I think listeners need to hear how important that is. So if you will unpack that for us, Terry. Sure. When I was in high school, I had three knee surgeries. And, you know, at 15 years old, after my second surgery, I had the team doctor for DePaul University tell me that, my basketball playing days were probably over. They, were, they removed 25 pieces of my bone that had, that had shipped away. But the only success I had really derived, you know, I'm 15 years old. Yeah, at that point in my life was on the basketball court. So I wasn't by any means willing to just give that up because some doctor told me that I couldn't play anymore. But my mind started to play this, this recording over and over. And it was you know what? You're a step slower. Coaches aren't going to want to recruit you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was recruited by people like Mike Szyzewski, you know, Coach K from Duke when he was at, at West Point. I, I got a call one morning from um, the, the coach of Kentucky who had just won the national championship. So if you looked at the way things were going, I was still a viable Division I college athlete. But my in my brain, in my mind, in my head, my brain was putting in these, these negative thoughts. And that was the first time I realized you need to control that brain. You need to control the narrative of what's going on in your head. And if it's a negative one, you need to spin it and make it a positive one. So that's kind of what I mean by control your mind or it will control you. Terry, I love that. And, you know, I've had a recent epiphany that we tell ourselves these negative things. You know, you tell yourself it's not going to work or if I do this, this is going to happen. And have you ever woke up from a, a nightmare? It, it was horrible. And you realize you thought it was real. And you wake up, you're like, oh, no. And then you realize that wasn't even real. I can, I, I can take a breath of relief. And I've told myself, you know what? I need to think that same way when I tell myself things that are going to happen, that are going to be bad, they're going to be performed. It's not true. It, it hasn't happened. So why would I tell myself that? So exactly. Don't, exactly. don't tell yourself things that aren't true. Because they exactly. haven't happened, so so they're not true. And you can you can make them true if you start believing that way. And so I love this thing about controlling your mind, and I just share that 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 people could just say, "What I'm telling myself isn't true because it hasn't happened." You can't right. think of maybes and what ifs and all those things. Now, I am all for being prepared, and you need to you need to understand what's going on. But don't tell yourself you're not going to succeed because that's a lie. You don't know if you're going to succeed or not. You got to try. You do. And, and and one of the chapters I devoted uh, in my book was about failing and failing often, especially when you're young, because, you know, if, if you try something and I spe- I tell this to young people all the time, if you have a passion in your heart to do something and it scares you, you should go ahead and do it, because at the end of your life, the things that you're going to regret are not the things that you did. They're going to be those things that, gee, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have asked this person out, or I wish I would have taken this course, or whatever it is. That's what you're going to regret. So if you've got a passion for something and it scares you, go ahead and do it, because only two things can happen. One, you can win. You can be successful at it. 
Or two, even if you lose, you can learn. You can learn something and then maybe, hey, I started a business and it failed. But here's what I learned from it. Can you start another business based on what you learned and maybe be successful at that? So absolutely. You know, I, I mean, you really kind of got to be able to, to put the right message in your brain every single day, every single moment. And when you get that negative message, just flip it around, make it something positive. That's great, Terry. And I think of that Les Brown quote, if you shoot for the moon and you land amongst the stars, you're still better off than being here on earth. So that, that's great. Absolutely. You know, the second thing you have here is embrace pain and suffering in your life and use it to make you stronger and a more determined individual. Now, there's some people that can use that as just words. But, but Terry, I've, I've read the rest of your application here, and I know you have faced some serious trials some, and overcome some adversities. You're in the middle of one right now. So, so tell the audience how important this embracing suffering is and, and depending on it to make you stronger. Looking at it that way, just, that's just a positive outlook on it. It, it is. And in just a, a quick second here, you know, to kind of give people a perspective, in 2012, I was diagnosed with this very rare form of cancer, a form of melanoma. Uh, and I was on a drug called interferon for five years that basically gave me flu-like symptoms for two to three days every week after I took it. So imagine having the flu two to three days every week for five years. Once the drug was stopped, cancer came back in 2017. 2018, I had my left foot amputated. Disease came back in 2019, a couple more surgeries. Last year, an undiagnosed tumor in my ankle grew large enough to go ahead and, and fracture my tibia, my, my shin bone. And so I was faced with the prospect of having my left leg amputated above the knee right in the middle of a global pandemic. So we all know that our brains are hardwired to avoid pain and discomfort and to seek pleasure. So most people run away from pain. Most people say, you know what? No, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I've learned, and I wish I could, could bottle this, <laughs> you know, and, and, and if I could write a book about it and live on some island in Jamaica, but I've learned to take pain and suffering. And, and we're all going to experience pain and suffering in our life. But instead of running from it, to flip it inside and use it as, you know, fuel or, or energy to, to just make me a stronger and more determined individual. So I've just gotten to the point in my cancer journey that I've experienced enough pain where it's like, you know what, go ahead and bring it on. It's just going to make me tougher, stronger, and more determined as a person. Terry, that, that's unbelievable, man. I love to hear you talking like that in, in, in the midst of this trial. And, and, you know, people can sit around and, and sulk or they can go out and write a book and they get on podcasts and inspire and help others. And I, I love the fact that you've chosen to do that. And, and we're better for it because because you're helping us realize, you know, I was telling Terry before we started the podcast, I have a, a friend that his wife is an amputee and just small things in life that we take for granted because we have our limbs. Amputees have to, to work around those things. And so. I just encourage the listeners to, to be thankful for what you have and then help others that don't have. And if you do get in a, in a desperate situation, look for the positive as Terry's doing it and try to find ways to help others and, and put that positive spin on it. Terry, man, you're, you're, you're an example for all of us, man. I appreciate that so much. Well, thank you, Brian. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? 
reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. You know, you wrote a book during a pandemic, man. I mean, that, that's one of the things we're talking about here. And in the three months time between that, you had your leg amputated and, and, and you had a treatment for cancer. So all those things together would give a lot of people an excuse and a reason to say, you know what, I can't do this right now. I need to postpone. I need to put it off. And Terry presses on and says, I'm going to do this anyway. So tell us how you overcame these, these challenges and persevered with the book. Yeah, so I, I I end up having my leg amputated in April of last year, right in the middle of a pandemic. And I start chemotherapy in June for the tumors that I have in my lungs. So in between that time, I wrote this book, Sustainable Excellence, the, the 10 Principles to Leading Your Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. And I always say I've gotten through cancer. I've gotten this far in cancer through what I call the three Fs, faith, family, and friends. And I have, a, I have a very strong faith. And, and I always say that, yeah, I wrote the book, but I really kind of feel it was inspired by God. You know, I, the book was really born out of two conversations. One was a former basketball player that I had coached that had moved to Colorado. And my wife and I had had, had dinner with her. And, and I said to her one day, I said, I'm really excited that you're here because I can kind of watch you find and live your purpose. And she got real quiet for a while. And And she looked at me and she said, coach, what do you think my purpose is? And I said, I don't know what your purpose is. That's what your life should be about. Your life should be about finding that purpose. And then when you find it, go ahead and live it. That was one conversation. The second conversation was with a young man, college student from actually the Citadel, who said to me uh, on LinkedIn, what do you think are the most important things that that I need to know to not only be successful in my job or or, or in my career, but but in life? And I didn't want to give them the, you know, get up early, work hard, help others kind of stuff. Not that those aren't important. They are incredibly important. But I wanted to kind of go deeper. I wanted to kind of give him things that might resonate in his soul. So I spent some time and I jotted some stuff down. And I eventually had these 10 principles and I sent them to him. And then I kind of stepped back and I'm like, you know, I've got a life story that fits under that principle. Or I know somebody whose life emulates this principle. So during that three-month period, I actually sat down at the computer and kind of built stories underneath each of those principles, and that's kind of how the book came about. Wow, that's great. And I, I know, you know, you talk about writer's block and those type of things that happen. There's all these just things that go on. I, I wrote a small book myself on piloting an airplane, and that was a lifelong goal of mine. So I sat down and wrote the book I wish I could have read when I was going through that, and it just you, you can you can find excuses or you can make make results and I, I choose to do the latter when I can so that's great yeah you, you know, know and it's funny because I had an 87 year old man who contacted me after getting a copy of the book and reading it and said you know what if I would have had these principles when I was younger my life would have been a whole lot better so that that was kind of a neat little you know sort of antidote that I, I didn't know who this person was and he's 87 years old and he bought the book and read it and and it had an impact on his life so you just never know. Yeah, you never know how you're going to reach out and touch someone and and affect their lives. The young man you're talking about at the Citadel, 
you know, that that's a that's a highly ranked college and and training for the military. And uh, what what leadership lessons did you learn there while we're on that subject? You know, I did not appreciate what I learned at the Citadel in, until I was much, much older. You know, I, I'd probably been out five, six, seven years and, and realized, you know, that really what the Citadel taught me is that regardless of what we do for a living, regardless of you know our family life, our, our spiritual life, whatever it is, we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And if, and if you can be part of that, you know, you're, you're a cog, you're, you're an important part. And if you don't hold up your end, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, if you don't do what you say you're going to do, if you don't have that integrity, then you're not going to be successful in life. You're not going to have very many friends. You're probably not going to be successful in your relationships. So kind of all of that crystallized for me when, when I when I got out of the Citadel. And and I went there, to be honest with you, to play basketball. You know, it, it was one of those things where, yeah, this military stuff, it's kind of an inconvenience. And but it got so intense for me. And I went there when it was an all-male school and it was incredibly physically demanding. And I was going to quit one day. I, I decided, you know, here I have this scholarship to college, a free ride, and I was going to quit. I'd never quit anything in my life. And I'm walking over to tell the coaches that I'm leaving. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop at the student center, Mark Clark Hall, and see if I got any mail. And I had a seven-page handwritten letter from my father that basically was like, pull your head out of your butt. You've got an excellent opportunity here. You know, you've called home seven times since you've been down there and not once have you asked how anybody's doing. I was so focused on me that really that lesson was, you know what, this is much bigger than me. There are people that care about me, that love me, that want me to be successful. And all I see is me right here. So it was it was a great lesson to learn. And I'm up in the rafters of the field house, crying my eyes out, listen, you know, reading my father's letter. And obviously I didn't go tell the coaches that I was leaving because four years later I ended up graduating. Well, thankful for for a father's letter that that helped you uh overcome that situation. That that's great. You know, um I'm going to just put this out here. It's tough, I know, but it's authentic from you. You said you felt so poorly and you were in so much agony that you actually prayed to die. That's that's a that's a horrible state to be in. And yet I, I know people that have been there before, and it's just so hard to come out of that that state of mind. But but tell us a little bit about being there and how you overcame that thought. Well, there there were several times I, I felt like that. One was during that five-year period that I was on interferon that you know, I was constantly having the flu. And another time um, after I stopped the interferon, my doctor suggested that I go on a biologic, two, two biologic drugs that would do nothing to the cancer, but would hopefully rev up my immune system to fight it. it the, the drugs did not work, but I remember they gave me all kinds of terrible side effects. I, I got pseudo gout in my knee. And, and, and really the culmination was, one night I woke up in the middle of the night, convinced I was having a heart attack. I had pressure in my chest. I couldn't breathe. My wife rushes me to the emergency room. And I was laying on that gurney. And I remember looking at her. She was right at my head with literally tears coming down my cheeks. And I said to her, just let me die. Just let me go. And I remembered for some reason at that moment, reading an article about a professional, the owner of a professional sports team who hired a, a Navy SEAL, you know, probably 
some of the toughest men in the world to come and live with his family for a month and teach them to use their mind to overcome anything their body could do. And part of what he taught them was the 40% rule. And basically this rule says that if you think you're done, you think you're at the end of the rope, and it doesn't have to be like me with, with cancer. You know, maybe you want to go out for a five mile run and you know, you get to mile three and you're like, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't go anymore. Well, according to the 40% rule, you're only at 40% of your maximum and you still have 60% left to give to yourself. And I remember kind of just going inward with all these doctors and nurses running around doing all these, these tests on me and just telling myself, no, you're, you're not done yet. You still got more to go. You still got more life to live and you've still got more reserves, for lack of a better word, inside you to overcome this. And obviously I, I, I didn't die and I, I, you know, I kind of overcame that negative attitude. But that was one way that I was able to get away from, you know what, just let me go. Just let me die. No, not your time yet. You need to do more. You have more to do that with. Go ahead and use it. Wow. That, that's impressive. And uh, thanks thanks that you uh, took that mindset and, and came through that trial and, and tribulation. You know, it, it just alludes back to one of these other spots I highlighted. You said you refused to be a victim of malignancy. And you vowed to continue to fight. So we've heard that fight in you, man. It, it sounds like you got a desire to, to overcome these obstacles and these, these just, I mean, they've stacked up in, against you, Terry. It's, it sounds like that's the way. And you, you, people would probably forgive you for having a, a downward mindset. And instead, you choose to have an ambitious mindset. Uh, uh, let's let's do more. Let's let's get on and do things and write books and let's let's be out here speaking on podcasts. And now we get to hear you after you've been through this stuff. So I just think it's really inspiring. I want the listeners to pay attention and be thankful for what they do have and, and just recognize, you know, people are going through some terrible and horrible things. If you're going through something, try to reach back for that 60% Terry's talking about that additional that you need to overcome and get past this, this moment, you know, if you, what you're talking about, there probably happened in a few minutes, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it does. And, and you know, we're all going to experience pain and darkness in our life. And, it, you know, it could be you, know, you fail a test in school, or you break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or, or you lose a job, whatever it is. We're all going to experience pain. But suffering, that's up to you. If you want to suffer, you can do that. We're all going to experience this negative stuff. It's up to you as to how long you want to stay in that negative, down, depressing, dark area or how quickly you want to say, no, I'm getting back up. I'm getting back in the fight. I'm engaging with life and I'm going to see what I can do with myself. That was bad. I learned from it. Now I'm going to take that and I'm going to move forward. Terry, would you mind saying that point about the pain and the suffering one more time? I think sure. that bears repeating. Pain, we're all going to experience pain. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. So it's up to you whether you want to suffer through that pain or you want to use that pain to make you a stronger and more determined individual and move forward. Wow. That's great. I, I we are at the 21 minute spot here. We got to start wrapping the podcast up, but that's a great place to finish here. You have a choice and the choice is yours. Everybody's going to experience pain. You have no choice over the pain, but you absolutely have a choice over the suffering, how long you're going to live in that state. And you got to get yourself out of that and have the mindset to do that. Wow. 
So we want to tell our listeners, and I'm here for those that are watching on YouTube, there's a motivationalcheck.com. How do the listeners find your book? Where else can they see you in social media? Just, just shout out to where they can find more about you. Sure. The book, Sustainable Excellence, you can get on, on uh, Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, Apple iBooks, pretty much anywhere online you can get a book. You can get it there. And, and it's it's in an ebook e form, a paperback and a hard hardcover. But motivationalcheck.com is my daily blog where I put up uh, new thoughts for the day, videos, stories, and things like that. They're, they're always short. I realize people are kind of pressed for time. So Motivational Check will get you to me. You can leave me a message there. You can send me an email at motivationalcheck at AOL.com. And that's pretty much it. That sounds great, Terry. And for the listeners, we'll include all of that in the show notes, and you'll be able to find out more about Terry. Listen, wherever platform you're listening to this podcast on, if you would do us a favor, go over there. First of all, if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe so you can hear from other great guests. Also, leave us an honest rating and review. Share this podcast with your friends. I know Cherry dropped some great nuggets today that you can share with your friends. And then remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.